this week on three sides of the coin first of all i'm back so right there that's that's enough just to entice anybody to watch right number two we are joined by the one and only ralph who i've missed for how long now oh long long time baby i miss you long time <laughs> <laughs> but i'm gay now oh, that's oh that's right he's gay now so that we're all ralph and i are done because he's gay. Let's, let's, let, Lisa, let's be honest. Ralph is only here because Izzy wasn't available. That's true. Yeah. That's sad shit, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. But we're glad you're here. So. Well, thank you. And we talk about all kind of stuff, so you just have to listen because it goes it goes off the rails. It goes all over the place, so you just have to listen. This is three sides of the coin, talking all things. Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Who the hell is this, Lisa? Is he a video? <laughs> Oh my God, he hacked into our podcast. Oh no. I've been coughing for the past half hour because I was eating and a piece of rice went down the wrong passage and I can't stop coughing. Oh my God. But I'm okay. We, you know what? We would get great ratings if you died on our show. I'll try. (laughs) Please. Ouch. Please. Hey, Lisa, great to see you. Happy New Year. What do you mean great to see her? You just open up your freezer and you see her all the time. <laughs> Not great to see you, though. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the topic today? Uh, I don't know. Our, I don't guest, know. our guest, and by the way, I'm recording, so this is just going to be the train wreck right from the beginning. Our guest had to cancel, so I don't know. We could... Um, we could talk a little bit about the new off the soundboard recording that was announced. We could talk about Judas Priest being a four piece band. We can just talk about how Dr. Fox sucks. Yeah. I do Miller squeaked into the playoffs. We, we, could, we could show some love to Izzy. Yeah. And I could say I do suck now. Lisa, you're safe because I'm gay now. So. I'm no longer interested. Oh, that's why Mark goes to Florida all the time. Oh, yeah, me and Mark. <laughs> all right, all right. So so for those of you who are watching and wondering what the hell's going on, yeah, this is another episode of Three Sides of the Coin, and this is just a complete wing it by the seat of our pants episode. Because as I said, our guest will have to reschedule him. He had a death in his family, actually, today. So that's, that's a good excuse. <clears throat> Um, and at the last minute, I'm like, well, we could get Ralph or we could get Izzy. And nobody was excited about getting Izzy. <laughs> Sorry. Izzy. We were all excited about you coming up. <laughs> I, I actually spent time with Izzy in Nashville. and We got along great. I but don't you're think gay. Was- you're gay. What does that say about Izzy? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's gay. Definitely. <laughs> he taught me the ways. <laughs> oh my god that's so messed up oh god we, we won't even yeah let's not go down that route what do you mean uh, is he wasn't available what the hell was he doing well that's a good point <laughs> i didn't even ask him because nobody was excited about him and no mark no tommy 
Uh, Tommy's on the beach in Mexico, and Mark is battling bronchitis right now, sore from playing hockey. He needed to just take a rest. And I don't know, maybe he's a little embarrassed to see you after the last time you two were together. <laughs> Ooh, what happened then? Well, you know, <clears throat> he wasn't that great. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Ralph is an under the cover guy and Mark's above the cover guy. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> hey, uh, Michael, you should uh, Google what fired means. <laughs> what fired means? What, why am I here? I thought I was fired. I don't know. Why are you here? To mess with the minds of the w viewers of your show and our show who think oh, yeah. who think everything we say is real, true, and honest, and there's nothing but hatred. People are not fond of the fact that I'm friends with Michael. They can't understand it. It's uh, it's something about your opinions, man. You drive people crazy with those opinions. I do too, but not even half as much as you do. You know? It's because I don't give a crap about anybody else. You don't and I, stuff and I tell it right to their face that I don't give a crap. And then when they get upset, I say, blocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. You know what? Let, let, let's since this is a kiss podcast before everybody finally hits the stop button because ralph has joined us uh -huh. um what about the new off the soundboard release that was just announced coming off of the rock the nation tour the virginia beach show i got some definite thoughts about this but ralph what do you think well, I can tell you the, the one, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not really interested in buying it, but I'm very happy that the Japanese one sold enough for them to continue doing it. Cause I do remember seeing an interview with uh, Paul Stanley where they asked him if they were going to continue this off the board. And he said, well, let's see how well the Japan one sells. So must've sold enough for them to continue these. So, I mean, I'm more, I would like to see anything between 70, 74 to 83 you know i mean I, but i'm happy it's continuing <clears throat> what do you think lisa yeah that's kind of how i feel the same way i mean i'm not one for like live recordings i know as much as everybody else is but uh it's good to see them coming out though you know i kind of feel the same way yeah i'm 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 glad it's continuing um and i will probably get this one just because it's a cool vinyl and i'll add it to my vinyl collection but the reality is it's not a very exciting release and, and it's not, you know, not for the fact that that rock the nation tour was where they really mixed up the set lists and they had some cool set lists, putting some, you know, deep cuts in there and stuff like that. And, you know, it was with Eric and with, with Tommy Thayer. So they kind of had a good performing solid band again, but, let's be honest this is the rock the nation dvd that was released yeah. this is the audio of the dvd with one song less on the vinyl than was released on the dvd what song is that um <clears throat> uh shit i don't have my notes in front of me um lover all i can i oh, think one of the deep tracks yeah exactly <laughs> And, and let's remember that Rock the Nation tour, every show was sold as an instant live CD. 
So there's already an audio CD officially released by Kiss of this show. So it, it kind of feels like it's just a, hey, we need to get a second album out. What's an easy way to go? Oh, let's just pull the audio off the DVD, which has been cleaned up and remastered and fixed. And we don't have to do anything. Keeps costs low. We release it as vinyl. Done deal. I really was hoping they could at least make these off the soundboards shows that we don't have. And I know somebody's going to go, well, the Japan is a show we already have. Not officially. Sure, it's a bootleg out there on, on YouTube, but we got an official, nice, clean sounding release. How about a different date on the Rock the Nation tour? A different show than what was at least yeah. already released as a DVD. I, I don't know. I guess I would have hoped they would have just given us something we literally already don't have. I mean, I have another kissology, honestly, than off these little soundboard things. Well, yeah. kissology is a whole different beast. I know. I mean, it's just, just I'm, I'm with you. I'd rather have a kissology, but I love the fact of what off the soundboard is supposed to be. But this second release doesn't really make me go, wow, they're really digging in and pulling out a show that we've been craving. I mean, there's so much out there, as you said, Ralph. I mean, go all go all the way back to the early 70s and find a show. Somebody was like, well, maybe they're only concerned about releasing stuff that soundboard recordings. And I'm like, not really. Let's take a look at the Destroyer box set in the Paris 1976 show. Ooh, that was not a that was not a soundboard record recording, and they had no problem releasing that. I was surprised they released that out. Cause it just doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a soundboard recording, but Hey, there's good quality. There's let's put it this way. There's decent quality audience recordings that we know of out there going back to the early seventies. Oh, yeah. Why not pull one of those very early shows out, clean it up a little bit and release that. Why not find a creatures of the night tour? Why not? Ooh. Yeah. Why not find, I don't know, an unmasked show from Europe? You know, there's countless, countless things that they could go find. I sure think they maybe, have all that too. Yeah. I, I think maybe the reason they released this one is because it's on a DVD, which they did more than just soundboard. They probably, you know, fixed it a little. Yeah, no, 100%. They didn't have to do, I'm sure they had to yeah. do no cleanup work to fix the audio on this. It was already done because as you said, Ralph, it's on the DVD. It's, hey, you know, we're getting it. Hopefully it sells. Hopefully it doesn't bomb and torpedo this whole off the soundboard concept. Because yeah, again, that's what I'm worried about because, you know, the, the, the Japan one was very, you know, enticing because it was like one of the rare ones where it had ace and air. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this one is just not as appealing. I, I, but I'm hoping, you know, like, you know, they did release it in green vinyl. So I hope it, it might hypnotize people to throw their green at it, you know? Um, but it's just, um, yeah, it should have been something a little more like, I can understand send, uh, selling this one in the future, but as a second one, it should have been something. Yeah. It, this, this is the point where you kind of are, are, need to really establish what this off the soundboard series is going to be about. You know, you want, 
you want people okay for the first release people were like to your point oh this is cool this has got eric singer and ace fraley how fucking rare is that you need the second release to make you go even more like fuck this is great. They pulled a 1974 show out or a 1975 show or a Creatures of the Night concert or something where you're just going to go, wow, this is going to be really cool. And I just don't feel this Virginia Beach show is like, oh, wow, this is not, this is not cool. It's easy. It's an easy release. If there was a really good recording a soundboard of one of the rare shows Mark St. John played on. There you that, go. That would be. Yeah, that very, would be good. Yeah. That would be very. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he only and, played like one, one or two shows, right? I think so. He didn't yeah. play that many. I think he did one and a half, 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 half of one half. show in one whole full show. Yeah, no, that would be cool. I, I mean, and, and, and we also know like, at least from when I was working with them, Psycho Circus on, every show was fully videotaped just for the screens. There's got to be, I mean, there's got to be a show in there where it's like, oh, this was a rare show. Something interesting happened or whatever. You pull up the video, you, you clean it up a little bit. Done. I mean, I just feel like there's there could have been so much cooler stuff out there than... Virginia Beach. I believe the reunion too. Every reunion actually filmed, you know? Yeah. I mean, geez, how about Tiger Stadium? (laughs) Release that as an audio. I mean, that seems like such an obvious or or um, the Weenie Roast show, which happened just before the absolute very first time they performed after putting the makeup back on. I mean, there's Madison just, Square Garden. I was at three out of four of those shows. I would have loved to have any of those. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like there's so much cooler stuff that would have made the fans go, "Wow, they really are making an effort at this." I mean, again, I've got the instant live of this show, and I've got the DVD of this show. And you know, okay, I'll go get the vinyl, but um, it's got one less song. I mean, you left a song off of it too, and as you said, you left the deep cut off of it. I mean, yeah. if you if you had to edit a song out because of time constraints of vinyl, which I'm sure is what it came down to, could you pick a different song other than rock, rock and roll all night? Because this is tailor made for hardcores. Yeah, or, or just you know, lick it up, or I don't know. I can't. I don't know what else. Tears are falling, or you know, shout it out loud. I mean, come on. There's a lot, in my opinion, a lot better choices of a song to omit than a deep. Cut. None of this would happen if you were still working with them. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they dropped. Oh, the so, yeah. You know, I, I, I hate to be that fan who's like, well, if you don't like it, vote with your wallet, but I'm going to still get the vinyl. I just am not going to listen to it. I kind of like the concept of this whole thing of, and I want to encourage them to keep doing more. That Are you going to open it? Hmm? Are you going to unseal it? Probably not, because I know from the first one, 
nothing special is on the inside of them. So I don't need to like open up and look at the cool picture on the gatefold or anything like that. And, yeah. and it are, trust are they, are they, you know, anything, uh, are they limited? Did they ever say how many albums they release of these off the soundboard? I don't think I ever saw. I would only bet, I would bet it's just a few thousand at the most. Yeah. I figured it'd be one pressing. It wouldn't re be repressed. Yeah. I so mean, all, yeah. I, and, and, and I'll say this, I'm not getting the, the exclusive green vinyl from Kiss Online because I will never fucking order vinyl, a vinyl release from Kiss Online ever again. I'm, wait, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the regular black vinyl to show up on Amazon.com and I will order it from Amazon. And, and trust me, it will show up on Amazon people. They're just trying to get as many sales as they can through kiss online before it drops on other retailers just like they did with the box set so were you duped where you thought it was only going to be a kiss online uh purchase for the box set um initially i would say yes because if yes. you remember the initial announcement didn't mention any other retailers didn't say it was going to be available anywhere else it just was like here it is order it now from kiss online and, you know, I talked about this in a past episode. It was one of those things where it's like, oh, Christ, they're not very clear on this. And I want this Destroyer box set bad because it's it's freaking cool. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool. I didn't want to miss out on it if it turned out to be, oh, yeah, it was only 500 copies limited to Kiss Online and you missed out, you missed out. And now you go on eBay and the only way to get it is for like $2,000. You know, they they they. I wouldn't say they misled people, but they didn't provide full details either. Which is what they're doing now with this. Which where... is the same thing where I, I think I saw a, a different post where it kind of said the green vinyl is exclusive to Kiss Online, not the whole thing. So... Don't buy the you know, green I'm not, vinyl, I'm people. Not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of colored vinyl. I don't mind them. If it's my only option, I'll buy it. Because colored vinyl now sounds as good as the black vinyl. Back in the day, it wasn't that way. Right, right. So, so if I had a choice, I'd always go black. I always go black because, yeah, I, I see what you're thinking, Mike. I, I was sitting here going, God, where's Tommy? Where's Tommy right now? <laughs> I, like my, I like my vinyl like I like my Sabbath. They, I mean, it just sounds the same to me. Uh, color vinyl's cool. It's nice, but you know what? I buy music to listen to, not to look at. Well, you know? for the most part, yes. But you know, even a lot of the vinyl, I, I, I honestly don't listen to vinyl anymore. I don't have a great hi-fi stereo system anymore. I get the vinyl because I want, I want to add it to my collection. But I'm like you, Ralph. Especially these artists that release, like. 17 different variations of colored vinyl oh god who was there was a band just recently in the last six months that did that i counted there was like 23 different variants of the album and i was like that's absolute bullshit and you know the hardcores the hardcores will buy every color and, and you're exactly right and they know that and now they're basically deliberately taking advantage of those people who've got to have every single version of an album and it's like but there's nothing different other than this one has got puke mixed into the 
black and this one's got blood mixed into the black. It's like, who cares? Yeah. It's the same fucking music. Yep, that's it. I mean, I, and I like the way black vinyl looks. Maybe it's because of my upbringing, but I just love it. I just love it black in every category, not just vinyl, Michael. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you got so, nothing, Lisa. Come on. I know the wheels are turning. Oh, it's turning all right. <laughs> She's just disappointed I'm gay now. I, yeah. <laughs> But um, so so there is a black vinyl. They're selling black vinyls as well, right? On Kiss Online. Oh yeah, Kiss yeah, yeah, yep. And and you can you can be sure that the black vinyl at least will be available on on Amazon at some point in the next few weeks. And and, and usually what they do with colored vinyl, they'll add a dollar or more if it's colored. You know what I'm saying? Where yep. black like it's cheaper if you but it's the same thing. It sounds the same. Sounds the same. It comes from the same place. Yeah, I, I, I don't buy into that anymore. You know, picture discs are a different thing. Like, yeah. I, I did buy the rock and roll over picture disc that Kiss Online released a couple months ago. Wondering when that'll ever show up, but um, you know Next that year. that that's kind of cool. And again, I'm never gonna listen to it. I mean, why the hell would I listen to rock and roll over on a picture desk? Did you did you order it months ago and it's still not there? Well, I did I ordered it when it was announced, but if I recall, they said it won't ship until like March. Kiss online? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So cross our fingers if that shows up. And 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 listen, I, I mean I do know that that there's a huge, huge, huge worldwide backlog in, in pressing vinyl now. I mean, there's just not enough plants. You got COVID, you got shipping issues. I mean, there's a multitude of reasons that get into it. But, I mean, we, ta we talked heavily about our issues with, with Kiss Online and the Destroyer one. It's just like they didn't, they didn't you know, they lied to people and then they didn't even acknowledge that there was an issue you know uh I, what you were saying about um vinyl being backlogged it, i actually happen to know this because they're releasing my my first album on vinyl and it, there's a waiting list yeah in order for them to press it and it's going to take i think they said like june or july and this has been planned since november yeah yeah i mean it's basically six months or more for 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 bands to get vinyl which which is why a lot of bands don't release this actually release the vinyl on the day an album is 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 released everywhere else because you know they didn't have the album finished six months earlier in order to get it to a plant they didn't have the artwork done so a lot of times the vinyl will show up months after an album is is out Unless you're Metallica, you know Metallica owns their own vinyl press. Uh, do they? Wow. They do. They they um they have a thing. Metallica has a thing where I think it's like seventy bucks for a year. They'll send you like five vinyls throughout the year because they make them themselves, and they also rent it out to other bands. You know. Well, you know the cool thing about Metallica is, and they they they're probably one of the only bands that are this way. They literally own and control everything. Oh, yeah. They own their catalog. They own their music. They've got a pressing plant. They do it all. So if they're going to do it, 
it's going to get done. They're not relying on a record label. They're not relying on a distributor. They're not, you know, they're their own business. Have you noticed this trend now of all these artists that are selling their catalog? Oh, yeah. It's crazy, right? Who was the last one to do it? Uh, uh, David Bowie did it like last week. And I thought it was somebody else. Oh, uh, no. The, um, Bruce Springsteen. He did, he, he, he did, he did it a, a, a few weeks before David Bowie. Oh, okay. Like, ZZ Top did it. ZZ Top. Everybody's doing it. And uh, we chatted real briefly about it. it. Hey, it makes sense to me. I mean, big time. Basically, look at who all of these artists are. These are artists that are not at the beginning of their careers. Yep. Their careers are basically in the sunset. There's probably not going to be any more new music coming from these artists. They probably won't even be touring for another five years at the max. So they've got these catalogs and, and people need to realize, I think a lot of fans think, Oh, they're just selling the rights to press and sell vinyl CDs and like Spotify. And that's, that's part of it, but that's the, that's not the, where the money is. It's the, it, you know, it's the ability to take David Bowie's catalog and now license that music to video games and movies and TV shows and all that other stuff that you can do when you control an entire catalog. That's where all of the freaking money is coming from. And, you know, think about all of the hits that Bruce Springsteen or Bowie have. That's That's the value somebody's buying and going you know, over the next three years, we're going to be able to make X amount of money licensing this catalog out to people. Actually holding on to your catalog, you lose money because uh, physical media does not sell as much as it used to. So if you sell it for how much, you know, Bruce Springsteen, what was that? Like 25 million. I mean, I think, I think five, 500 million is what he sold his for. Five hundred way He's going to make that much selling records. Till, well, yeah. till that was the way because now it's all streaming and you know and 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 you know again these artists are probably like well i got a family i got kids i got grandchildren i want to set them up for life and a 500 million dollar check pretty much sets anybody up for yeah. life Kiss will be doing it. You know they're going to do it once they get that offer. But but here's the thing with Kiss, and I don't know this for a fact, but, well, we know for a fact Kiss doesn't own their catalog. Who does? Universal? Yeah, Universal. In most cases, the label owns the actual recordings that are on the album. But there's still the publishing and the songwriting that quite often the artists still own, unless they've sold that off earlier in their career. And maybe somebody can correct me on this, but didn't Kiss sell their publishing in the mid eighties to some company in Japan? Hori something, Hari something. I, you know, I can't remember. And, and if that's the case, they don't own it anymore. Somebody, another company owns it who could turn around and sell it. Are you talking the publishing too? I don't know exactly. And that, that's the question. So maybe one of our listeners knows more about this, but 
Is it is it the publishing? Is it the songwriting? Uh, I I don't know. I just think at some point during the eighties, I think Kiss sold something off. It was during that time where they were not in like really really bad financial straits, but they needed a big influx of cash, and they got it. They sold off something during the eighties. Because remember, it was for many years, it was equally owned between the four original guys and Kiss. Songwriting credits, everything was split four ways. And and am I right uh, by saying that Peter and Ace were making, still getting paid for even future Kiss albums that they weren't on? Well, as until I think until they sold everything back to Gene and Paul, yes they were still part of the KISS business. I think once they sold everything to Gene and Paul, they gave up all of that. They gave up all their rights. They gave right. up, they gave not just the makeup, but they gave up merchandising revenue. They gave up, you know, <laughs> the revenue from selling music. They gave up all of that. So they made money off Asylum and Animalize and Lick It Up. I think so. You know, if, if what, kiss said is true and as we know you got to take that as a grain of with a grain of salt but you know what they always said was even when ace and peter left the band the first time they were still members of the kiss business and they were still making money off of the business wow which i think bunny carlos is the same way when it comes to cheap trick as i understand he's still making money of the touring yeah of- of album releases he still yep. made a cut out of all that they they took him to court and everything and he won yeah i mean that's that good good for any artist who can do that talk about never having to work again but still collecting all of the the spoils while somebody else goes out there and earns it but yeah. you know will kiss will kiss do that with the music I don't know. I don't think so. But what Kiss could sell at some point is their trademark and their brand, which means selling the logo, selling the makeup likenesses, all of that, which let's be honest, Kiss makes more money off of their merchandise than they do off of the music. You know, they could probably sell their their trademark and branding for couple hundred million dollars to somebody it's funny because i I, as this was starting to happen i looked back and we did a kind of just a joke three sides episode many years ago this was when i think disney bought star wars we were like could disney buy kiss and own the kiss brand and make kiss merchandise you know, it's kind of a joke at the time, but the reality is now that's a real possibility for, for any band that, that makes significant income from their likeness and their trademark and their branding. Just sell that off. Don't even sell the music. Yeah, well, you know, they are threatening to continue without Gene and Paul, so... Um, I think a, a good way to do it is, is to sell it to you think Doc McGee's going to want anything to do with Kiss without Gene and Paul? 
once that ever happens? Uh, I, I, mean, I predict so. it won't. I, 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 I predict he won't, but not because he doesn't believe in it. I think it's just because he's going to retire. He's like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm retiring. I mean, it wasn't it a couple of years ago. He, he closed down his one of his two offices and let go of most of his employees. And the only band he's working with now is Kiss. He's oh, he's going to retire. I mean, you know, he's got a nice nest egg built off of Kiss and all those other bands he worked with. So, but I don't think it's because he doesn't believe in it. I mean, I'm sure there's there's some money to be made in Kiss 2.0. Not, 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 not at the level they're making money now. Well, back up. Not in touring like they're doing now. Right. The Kiss merchandise machine and the releasing box sets and old vinyl, that could go on for decades. Decades and be profitable to somebody. And even the restaurants and all that, too. You know, yeah, all those you know, side. rock and brews. I mean, that's, that's, you know, Gene and Paul are in on that. I think Doc is in on that. You know, there's money to be made there. Kiss 2.0 will never be at the level Kiss is right now when it comes to touring and performing live. I can't see a tour, maybe a Vegas residency, but I don't, I don't see a tour at all. I mean, we've, we've said this many times. I, I think to what you just said, Ralph, a residency, you know, find and ordain the new official Kiss 2.0 band. Basically, it's an official tribute band. And put them up in a theater of a thousand, two thousand people in Vegas. And it becomes just a Vegas attraction. You're in Vegas. You're looking for something to do. Oh, hey, I can go experience the Kiss Love Gun Tour everything the set list the, the stage everything but to, to, to entice me because i have no interest in that get some known people well who knows that could that could be they could have rotating. michael sweet as paul stanley they could i mean i like that it almost be like the, rating the rock vault kind of i was thing. just gonna say that's it yeah. rating the rock vault does that sort of thing where they yeah. have people coming in and coming out new singers new guitar players you usually um, have your staple but then you have like a rotating door of, of yeah musicians. special guests and and add to it that maybe what they do is they create the same band but put them in a residency in london a residency in tokyo a residency down in Rio, a residency in Hong Kong. Now you got half a dozen different era Kiss bands doing residencies around the world. So fans or people don't have to fly from Europe to America to see the only one. It's like, I'm going to go to Vegas. And then once a year, they all rotate. And the band from Vegas goes to London and the one from London goes to Japan and I mean, I mean, I would probably, and again, tickets aren't going to be like $200. I would spend 50 bucks for just a fun night at a, at a casino theater to see a, a really well done official kiss performance of an era that I couldn't go to. 
I mean, imagine if they had one of these that recreated Creatures of the Night tour. Full-on tank stage, not like the sort of haphazard thing they created for the cruise, but a real, like, legit tank stage and full-on pyro. And that would be that would be pretty cool. And, hey, if he had all his marbles together, Vinnie Vincent would join that, that uh, Creature of the Night. Exactly. That would be very enticing. To get, like, a Creature of the Night-type band and have Vinnie Vincent as you know, Vinnie Vincent, one of the, the, the special guests at that, but you know, I mean, I don't see kiss ever, ever throwing a to, to Vinnie ever again. They wouldn't allow that. And even if they did, Vinnie would flake and like, 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 uh, like, like place your bets, Vinnie Vincent and uh, Ace Frehley are playing Nashville. I know. Uh, you know, place your bets on that. Will that actually happen? I, I, I can't, I can't listen as a fan. I will say that, looks pretty fucking cool you got ace fraley vinnie vincent bruce kulik a bunch of bands but i can't get behind supporting anything that vinnie's involved in oh me neither but at this point no but what's very intriguing about it see i i know people that actually go to these vinnie vincent birthday things he does and you know they make everybody put their cell phones in a box before you go in or something like that you're not supposed to have your cell phone handy now, in this situation, they can't keep people away from their cell phones, uh, you know, at the door. I don't think he'll have that much pull with all those bands that are there. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think as we all agree, when it comes to Vinnie Vincent at an event, good Lord, anything could anything fucking happen. happen. Yeah. And anything. Every, everybody that, the, the few people, not, all, not everybody, a few people that have gone to these Vinnie Vincent things tell me, that he plays exactly like he did, you know, which I'm not a fan of that invasion stuff. Hey, good, good for him. But yeah, I'm like you. Yeah. I don't need to go see a guy shred a million miles an hour. Yeah. But my point is, is that he comes to Miami. He doesn't even play. It looks like he can't play anymore where the actual fact he could play just show everybody that you can actually play, but he doesn't want people. That's why that's what makes him so flaky. He doesn't want people to know that he can still play except if you pay 500 bucks. I know, except if there's money involved. I, I remember when, when we went down to spooky empire in 2018, when Vinny made his appearance at spooky empire and the first night they had a private, like super VIP party for select fans who paid a lot extra and a lot of the guests the people who were doing the signings and the photos would come to this party and it was kind of an open bar and you just mingled with people. It was a very freaking cool event. I mean, that's where, where Mark, Tommy and I, we met, we met Eddie Munster. We met um, people from animal house. We met um, what's her name? The, the blonde from weird science. I mean, we were meeting all these people. It was just like, you know, teenage going, Oh my God, do you know who that is? Well, Vinny, showed up and he was supposed to get up on a little stage and play guitar. He had agreed to do that. He shows up and at the last minute, he's like, no, I'm not going on stage. I'm not going to play. Right. 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 Minutes before it was supposed to happen. He was, he was, they had gotten an amp. They, they literally, this wasn't planned in advance. It was, they worked it out with him 
at the event and he agreed to do it. So the, the promoters scurried and borrowed some gear from one of the other bands that was playing out in the courtyard or something like that. We just need an amp and stuff like that. And they were like, got the equipment in there. And then Vinny walks in, not going to do it. Mm. Not going to do it. But I mean, we know, I mean, his, historically, I mean, it. everything surrounding that guy is never quite works out the way it's supposed to be, especially when it comes to shows. How many shows got canceled? Was he, was he ever a guest here on three sides? No, no, because he was going to until he found out we had Bobby rock on. And then he disowned us because we talked to Bobby rock. Yeah. I remember Bobby rock didn't even say anything bad about him. Right. Yeah. We had gotten word from, I can't even remember who his assistant was at the time. This was like three or four assistants ago was basically like Vinny said if you ever had these questions you could have just come to him and asked them we're like well he can come on and address it now he can counter whatever Bobby said we didn't put Bobby up to this we let Bobby tell his story Vinny could come on and tell his story nope in in Vinny's eyes you don't exist anymore it's like okay whatever move on move on well, you know, that, that the thrill is gone as far as him doing these $500 birthday party things. You know, I mean, it went on for I don't know how long. I know people involved in it. And I, oh, did I ever tell you the story of the guy that went up to Vinnie Vincent with a picture of me? Did I ever tell you that story? Oh, my God. Yeah, there was um, what happened was Vinnie Vincent was having a birthday party, one of those shindig things at the same time Rock and Pod was going on. And when I was at Rockapod, some guy came up to me and said, hey, can I get a picture with you? I said, sure. So I took a picture with him. And then he went to Vinny. He goes, hey, look, I got a picture with Dr. Fuck. And Vinny goes, Dr. Fuck. What does his mother think of his going around calling himself Dr. Fuck? So disgraceful. And I felt, you know, well, I would say, well, what, do you, what would your mother think of selling a box set to people and taking their money and never selling it? Right. Yeah, my, mom ain't a, my mom knows I, I don't steal from people. All right, so I got a silly name. Big deal. I don't make promises and never deliver. Exactly. How many things did he promise at that Atlanta Kiss Expo? Oh, I'm re-releasing all of my albums. There's going to be new music. There's going to be blah, 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 blah. It's like I knew, I knew as soon as I heard that, none of that shit is going to happen. Because I knew none of it was actually in work yet. And it's just like you don't promise shit like that until you know it's actually going to happen. So I, think I'm gonna go, I think I'm going to go to that thing in Nashville. Are you? Yeah. Be our spy. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> now, of course you might, you're, you might be blacklisted because you you're part of <laughs> Ralph. Well, you, did you know where the Branvold ilk came from? No. Uh, no. Uh -uh. So again, this is, many years ago before he had ever resurfaced we and this was back at a time where i think he was going to release like a limited run of four t-shirts for like 75 dollars a t-shirt and he'd autograph them and sell them for like 200 dollars a t-shirt and we were just like rolling our eyes at that on the show and we found the guy who at the time was like kind of running the unofficial Vinnie Vincent Facebook page or group. 
and we were talking to him and he had been in contact with Meredith. You remember oh, Mer- Mer- Meredith is Meredith Vincent. Mer- yes. Meredith is Vinny's yeah. assistant secretary. And, you know, we, we questioned, we had, I think we had the guy on and we were getting the, the skinny, the, the poop on all of this stuff. And afterwards we got word that Vinny emailed the guy and goes, what's with Branvold and his ilk, his <laughs> ilk. And, and I was just like, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, there we go. My fan club is now called the Branvold ilk. Thank you, Vinny, for assigning the name to the Branvold ilk. <laughs> that is so my God. So Lisa, you're, I, I didn't you're, even you're, know that. See? You're, you're part, you're, you're part of the Branvold ilk. So if word gets out that you're going to go to Nashville, you might be blacklisted from going in. And I, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I could see that really happening. Well, I'm, if I work with BK and help him, I don't know if I can really be that blacklisted. Well, maybe maybe Bruce will get blacklisted for being associated to the Branvold Ilk. Oh, no, I, for I, the I, record, I'm not part of the Branvold Ilk. <laughs> 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 no, if, if uh, what, Bruce Kulik's on that bill too? I didn't yeah, know. yeah, he was just oh. announced like this week. And, and, and one of my very favorite bands, Pretty Boy Floyd. So, so Lisa, if you're part of the whole Kulik thing, they can't blacklist you. You're part of that crew. So yeah, you can get in. You should go. And I also I mean, want to see Pretty Boy Floyd and John Karabi. I mean, let again to be honest, as a fan, the artist lineup is fucking cool. You got that's what I thought. You got yeah. Ace Fraley, Vinnie Vincent, and Bruce Kulik as the three main guests. That's that's never happened before. Yeah. And then you've got bands like You've got John Krabi, Pretty Boy Floyd, Quiet Riot, Vixen, Enough's Enough. Enough. I mean, you know, those are fun bands. They they make it a a, a cool, fun event. But I don't know. I just kind of feel like, and I'm not saying Ace and Bruce are ego issues, but they're going to have to deal with Vinny Vincent. And what's that going to mean? Is Vinny going to say, well, if you guys come up on stage, you can't stand in front of me. I got to be at the front center of the stage. And I- I'm sorry, Vinny, but these other two guys had a greater influence on kiss than you ever did. They're, Ace, Ace Fraley is the draw, not Vinny Vincent. Yep. yep. I'd say Ace, then Bruce, then Vinny. Yeah. Now, I, w- I would, it would be incredible if the three of them got up and did something like, I don't know, rock and roll all night. I mean, wouldn't that, that would be, it might be a train wreck, but it sure would be a once in a lifetime thing to see. What's, uh, what's Vinny's, what's Ace's relationship to Vinny, I wonder? He doesn't know him. He's never met him or anything. Probably really? nothing. Yeah. Same as Bruce's, I would bet. There's probably no relationship. Well, there. Bruce... Um, when I saw the, the 95, uh, acoustic show, Bruce was pissed at Vinny because, uh, Vinny was saying stuff like he wrote the solos to unholy and stuff like that, that Bruce pretty much mimicked what, and Bruce was like, that's bullshit. I See, came up- that's the, that's the, that's the sort of shit that I think is gonna blow gonna this transpire. up. Yep. 
like the day of or the day before where it's too late for people to cancel and get money back. And all of a sudden you show up and the only people at the event are going to be Pretty Boy Floyd and John Karabi. I'd still go. I can see Pretty Boy Floyd. I'm a pretty excited girl. Ace and and, uh, Bruce will be there. Vinny's a wild card. Well, but I don't know this for a fact, but I think Vinny is supposed to be like kind of the headliner i mean the whole event was sort of well it's called creatures creature fest or creatures yeah so you know if if vinny starts saying or pulling shit those ace and bruce i don't put it past them to just say no i'm just not gonna go it's not worth it i mean it's not like this is a six-figure paycheck they're getting it's not like you know they they're going to the, the final kiss show and you just put up with it to be on stage at a final kiss show this is creatures fest at a hotel in nashville i mean ace and bruce have plenty of other active business to keep them busy as in touring and recording vinny's got nothing nothing there's no vinny vincent tour and there never will be a vinny vincent tour i don't even think there's a vinny vincent band to tell you the truth who would want to work with him? Yeah. At this that's point, nobody gets to play. That's why I'm surprised this is going on. I mean, does he actually have a band to play this gig? Maybe he's just going to play. That's what I'm wondering. What, is it a band or is it a? I mean, I know Bruce is going. I know Ace is going. But are, are there? They never really said what they were doing yet. No, you're right. I was just going to say, you know? you, they, they've never really said what the three of them are doing. I mean, for all we know, the three of them are just going to, oh, and I shouldn't say the three of them, Bruce and Ace might just be there to do autographs and photos. Yeah. And, the only thing oh. with Ace, the only thing with Ace is that the entire, his entire band is in Nashville. So, yeah, the rock and roll residency, which yeah. could still in for Vinny. I mean, well, I was just like, going to say they could be Vinny's backing band because they're so talented they can do anything. I mean, it does say, yeah, I, I think, it does you. say that Vinny or somebody is going to be playing like an entire Creatures of the Night concert set or something like that. If, if anyone does it, I would think it would be. Ace's backing band, but without Ace, I could see that. But I yeah. don't know if Vinny would do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I could, because they never said who was going to do it. But if anybody could do it, like you said, Ralph, it could be that the residency. Yeah, the residency would be anything. the best bet. And, and yeah. I was under the impression Ace and Bruce and all these people were playing the show, not just doing. I've autograph. never seen anything that says Ace and Bruce are actually performing. I'm assuming they would, because that's usually what happens at these events. But let's be honest, this Vinny's never been at these, quote, expo type events before. So we don't know what kind of, you know, how he's going to flip out. Yeah, I I was always under the impression this was a show, not like some Comic-Con type thing. I think it's more of a kiss convention. Yeah, I think it's like a it's like a it's like a kiss convention like with, the like the with some, with some playing with some you know sets by bands playing yeah i mean it's not anything to the caliber of like the indie expo so i call it maybe like the a, a b kind of a thing i don't know it's it, it, it's not it's not very descriptive yet no 
what's going on. I'm not faulting the promoters for that yet. I no, mean, maybe I don't, they're I just still don't trying think they to have anything yet. They're maybe they haven't figured it out or gotten yeah. agreements yet. What's going to happen? But all of that, all of these kind of questions we've got just is leading to this is just not going to turn out well. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially you got that one guy, VV, who we know historically flips out at the last minute. I mean, even going back to Spooky Empire. So we went, we were at Spooky Empire because the promoter of Spooky wanted three sides of the coin to interview Vinny on stage, which we're like, fine, we'd be happy to do that. And the plan was all along, it was going to be like a casual interview, like a couch. Vinny's going to sit in a, a chair and we'll be on a couch. And it's very casual talk show type of thing. Kind of like what um, Tommy did with his. Yes. His yeah. Lunch. Yeah. But literally five minutes before we were all supposed to go on, Tommy gets a phone call again from Vinny's assistant saying, Vinny wants to change how this happens. He wants us all to sit behind a table, not sitting on couches. <laughs> Tommy is looking at me and I'm looking at Tommy Mark going, oh, we're not the promoters. What the fuck are we supposed to do about this? I mean, it's not our call. It's not our show. We're like, okay, well, we'll, 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 we'll reach out to Petey, who's the promoter and let him know. <laughs> He let Petey know. And it was, it was like, son of a bitch, last minute scurrying to find furniture to get a table. People were already sitting down in this room. You know, it was like a bunch of chairs out in the audience. People were already sitting down and now we're pulling, they're pulling the couches off and the casual chair off and finding a table somewhere in the hotel and getting, you know, folding chairs to put behind the Nobody was happy because literally minutes before we were supposed to start, he's changing everything up. That's going to happen. And how did it turn out? Did, did you have to sit behind a table and all that? Yeah. Stuff? Yeah. We sat behind like a six foot long table. I was on one end. Vinny was on the other end. Mark and Tommy were in the middle, you know, and it was just, it was kind of you guys odd. doing like the you guys are doing like the press conference on the intrepid like y'all yeah it, it's kind of what it, it was kind of what it was but it made having a conversation a little odd because we were sort of all in a row and you have to lean down and go like this yeah that's sort of what it was i'm just like okay i'm leaning over to look at Vinny. i can't look at the audience you know as opposed to you, you you've seen that ralph where they put a casual chair and a couch and they kind of angle them towards each other put a little table in the middle and you guys are just having a conversation. Works very easily. Nope. Tommy nope. did something like that with Ace. Yeah, that's what yeah. Tommy did in Minneapolis with Ace and with and with, Bruce. with Bruce and Tommy Thayer and stuff like that. Works beautiful. It it it's designed for a conversation to happen. We're sitting again. We're sitting all in a row, basically behind a table interviewing the guy that you can't look at at the other end because there's other people in your way it was it was i mean it it happened and we got video of it posted somewhere but it just illustrates again literally last minute last minute Min we, we were literally packing up our table in the expo hall so we could go walk down and sit down and start the interview 
when the phone rings and his assistant's like, yeah, Vinny wants to change how we do this. The fuck? Why, why did you call us? You've got the phone number for the promoter. Are you afraid to talk to the promoter and tell him this? Because he's going to find out when we call him and pass the buck. He's low, man. I mean, again, you just, that's the sort of stuff that something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. When when he was signed to Enigma to do, I think, Guitar Mageddon or whatever yep. that was in the process of recording it, he was on the phone trying to get a deal with another record company while Enigma was flipping the bill. Paying the bill to record that album. And he was on the phone trying to get another record deal on their dime. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, again, as a fan, the lineup for this event looks great and hats off to whoever the promoter is for being able to pull all of this together. And if, if it was this exact lineup without Vinny, I'd sit here and go, that's going to be fucking cool. And I got no question that it'll happen. But you throw that one wild card, Vinny Vincent into this and the whole thing can freaking blow up the day of the week before. I mean, look at, Look at what happened with with his two Graceland shows and stuff like that. I mean, how that blew up. Didn't even get close to show date and it blew up. Yeah, I, I think the situation with that was he wasn't really communicating with Tony Franklin and uh, Carmine. Carmine. The band. They weren't really, they never jammed, they never rehearsed. And it was getting very close to the date. And... That's why I was thinking, you know, I, you know, you corrected me, but I thought this was a gig that he was playing. I was like, no way this is going to happen. He ain't got no band. I, I again, I think somewhere I might have read that there's supposed to be either playing of the Creatures of the Night album or playing of a Creatures of the Night, like the Rio show. But I don't know. Maybe what that means is they're just going to play the video of that show. I don't know. I got the feeling Vinny was going to do something Creatures of the Night related live. I don't know. It's not very clear. And, you know, when it com- I can, I'm seeing if I can find anything. When it, when it comes to a public performance, I don't hold much faith in Vinny pulling together a public performance. Oh, Return of the Comet is not going to be there now. Is? Was, they, were on the, they were on the bill and they're not. They're not. I mean, no disrespect to those guys in Return of the Comic because they're all nice guys, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> well, unless they played with Ace, that would have been, I mean. Yeah, but, but I, you know, going back to Vinny, I bet Vinny would sit here and go, no, I can't have a, re- a, a, a Fraley's Comet reunion. That's going to upstage me. Yeah. Fans would love a Fraley's Comet reunion. Oh, yeah, I would. Oh, my God, yeah. But if Vinny's got nothing to do with it, he's sitting off to the side and it becomes the highlight of the event, please. Yeah, there's, you know, there's nothing on here. And it's, 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 it's the website only shows if that's not a good, it's hard to navigate website, I'm not going to lie. Um, it only shows, it says major artist announcements, ticket and meet and greet that details, tickets go on sale Monday, January 17th, but doesn't let you click on anything to see what the, meet and greet details are or the major artist announcements are 
and it doesn't give you any just overall details of nothing. Here, there's going to be a, a star-studded band performance of the Creatures of the Night tour, nothing like that. It, now, when I click on shows, it'll say upcoming shows. Doors open 90 minutes before showtime. Max capacity 850. But doesn't see if, if you're going to put tickets on sale on the 17th and you don't have give me any information at least a week before. You know, what I mean, it's like, I don't know. And Vinny and Vinny's involved with it. It's even more of. Uh -uh. Yeah. And now it's on the act. It says Vinny and and Ace are like the the two major um, two major features, but they didn't update it to Bruce yet. And they and, didn't re they didn't remove the return of the comet. And and honestly, in my mind, and this is just me, Ace is the headliner, Bruce is second on the bill, Vinny's third. Yeah. Yep. I and I, I think most KISS fans would agree that's the pecking order of those guitarists if you were gonna go see them. Now it does say this. It says Organizers of Creatures Creatures Fest 2022 have announced Ace Frehley and Vinnie Vincent will be performers for the three-day event. Build as for the fan, by the fans. Creatures Festival happened, blah, blah, blah. Uh, along with the legendary former Kiss guitarists, the event will also include performances from Vixen Quiet Riot, yada, yada, and yada, yada, yada. That's all it says. Oh, yeah. Who knows Still, what that means by performance? Will Ace yeah. do a solo show? Like it's a three-day event. Is one day Ace doing a show, the next day Bruce does the show, and the final day Vinny does the show? I don't know. Wouldn't you want to know if you're buying tickets and traveling to Nashville? Oh, here it is. It is not known in what capacity that Vincent will be performing or who, if anyone, will be backing the former Kiss guitarist. So, I mean, yeah, it's not saying – he's not saying anything. I mean, he's not – There's that's all that it says. So it's saying that Vinny will not play or is not. It, there's no guarantee there's what no, he's going to do. Yeah. That means it's not known in what capacity that Vincent will that, be performing. That's, co that's covering your ass in case the last minute he says, I'm not going on stage. Yeah. So it says it's put on by the Creatures Fest showrunner is apparently a person by the name of Neil Davis. And uh, what I've heard about Neil Davis is that he's a no bullshit type guy. So oh, well, Okay. So we'll see what happens there, you know? Yeah, I got no, I got no, I don't know Neil personally, and I've got no issues with him. I got no qualms with him. I mean, the fact that he's pulled all of this together is, that's a lot of work to get all these bands, yeah. you know, reach out to these bands and agents and get them confirmed and you're going to do this. And I mean, good for him, but. I don't care how many, how much prepared you are and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, shit happens. Yeah. You know, you can be the most. Well, we know shit is guaranteed to happen. Yeah. It has uh, always happened. Has this guy ever done any other kind of things like this? Uh, I think, and again, I might be wrong. I think he's in a Kiss tribute band. So he's put on shows as a band himself. And he's organized some KISS um, live auction events with Vinny in the past. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not questioning his ability. You know, it's... Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I'm just... Vin, Vinny, Vinny's, Vinny's that one thing that it doesn't matter how 
great a, of yeah. a promoter you are, he'll he'll just mess something up. Always. Hey, yeah, Brady, you gotta sign, have him sign a contract, but we all know he's not into contracts. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not into someone. <laughs> he's never gonna honor it anyway. So I, I don't know. About, it'll, it'll, I am excited about Pretty Boy Floyd, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, who's is there anybody original in Pretty Boy Floyd? I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I always liked Pretty Boy Floyd. Everyone laughed at me, but I like him. So you know, go. I got I got to admit, as much as I love that '80s hair metal and even glam stuff, Pretty Boy Floyd, I just was like, this is just, just didn't work. I think it didn't feel like the late set, like '90s, like with Shameless and stuff, because it's kind of the same thing. But I, think I mean, I I I I knew the A and R rep at MCA back when they were signed. And I even was working with a band that opened for pretty boy Floyd when they were on their first tour supporting their album. I was just like, this just feels like they were going to the extreme of glam hair rock just to be the extreme. And there was, didn't, didn't, didn't work for me. I, I'd be excited to see Karabi. Have you heard his new single? It's so good. John can sing the phone book. John's amazing. And I love everything he does. Everything. That new song is very different for him. It has like this Beatles 70s pop flair. Which one? Do you mean the, the Casa, one? Um, Casa something? Casa Bella? Oh my God. That song is the best. I love that song. That song is so good. I got to go Loved check it, it out. Yeah, he played it. He played it for me when he was here. I want to say like May. I think he was here in May and he played and he played it for me. And I heard like the first 30 seconds. I was like, dude, this is the greatest song I've ever heard. It is so it, good. It's so good. It's, it's different. So good. It's different for him, but it, it, it's so good. It's a little it's, queenie too. Yeah. Yeah. You hear queen Beatles and that yeah. the sweet kind of like the seventies feel. Yes. So good. It's yes. It's very good. He, he, yeah. It's really, 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 really good. And I'm looking forward because he has more singles coming out soon. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. So yes, on, yes. On, on, on a non-KISS topic. Um, How much uh -oh, you love John Robbie? Everybody tunes out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've already tuned out because Ralph is here. Oh, come on, man. Come on. I'm being now, good. Now, now, now they don't believe we really fired you. Yeah, they'll believe it after this show. <laughs> um they don't see me no more. Either I can't even remember today or yesterday. Today I think it was. Judas Priest announced they're going to be a four-piece band with only one guitar player. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god is it, it's it's like watching the Kiss fan base go ballistic on that news. I, yeah, cuz you know they're known as a two Yeah. Two star band and you know us us uh, priest nerds are very upset about it, but I got an exclusive. Okay. Oh, this past Sunday, I went to this thing. It was a free event called. I uh, saw your photos. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, rock and roll fantasy camp. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Ricky Richie Faulkner was supposed to be there, and they announced that he's not here due to health issues. So he's not out of the woods out of that heart attack he had. You know, and it's like now they're giving him double duty and he's, he's, I don't know, man. I don't think it's right. And and George Lynch, who is Richie Faulkner's father-in-law, because Richie Faulkner married his daughter, 
has been very vocal about how he would love to join Judas Priest. Can you imagine they get George Lynch and Judas Priest? That'll pique a lot of interest, you know? So well, I really don't know what's going on there, you know? Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I told somebody on Facebook today, I'm like, my, and, and listen, I mean, I think it's well known. I'm not a uber diehard Priest fan. But it just felt like to me when the statement was first made that they're going to be a quartet, they released Andy Sneap. He's not coming on tour with them. And then Andy comments that that was news to him, that Priest didn't tell him that. So Andy's like, no, it's kind of a there's a different story going on here. It just felt like, well, why should we pay for a a second guitar player? Let's just go on the cheap. That's what it sounds like to me as well. It sounds like they're trying to cut costs. I mean, you know, Judas Priest does not does not headline arenas anymore. They headline theaters and, and no disrespect to them at all. But, yeah, it just felt like it's like, OK, you know what? We don't want to pay Andy and let's just go with one guitar player. And, you know, that brings up the whole question of, yeah, I mean, they are definitely a two guitar band. How do you augment that sound? Somebody backstage playing guitar or tapes? Tapes? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just going to be odd because, you know, Judas Priest is very famous for, like, you know, the trading forth. Yeah. You know, it fills out the sound that it'll sound weird if they don't use tapes or another guitar player where you just have one guitar player on stage. It's not going to sound like Judas Priest. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking today, I'm like, well, what's the big deal? You know, there's bands. Hey, Cheap Trick is one of them. Cheap Trick has got. Um, was it Robin's son is on the side of the stage playing rhythm guitar? Well, he, but, they let him on stage now. He's on. Stage. He's not fully on stage. But actually, he's on stage, but like way back. Yes, yeah, set back. I mean, he's not front line. No, he's not front yeah. line. No. But but then I was just like, but that's not the same. Adding an additional guitar is not the same as taking away a guitar. Yeah. Brian mentioned like victim of changes. He said they can't never do that with one no. guitar player. No, yeah. it would sound too weird. It would just sound, you know, because it is an intro with two guitars. It's just so, more- I mean, you know, is is it that's the way things stand as of today and that by the time they hit the road, it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? We got somebody playing guitar or we just got somebody who's going to do the playing from the side in the back, just filling in. I I don't know. This is this is kind of weird, but it it also sort of goes back to a lot of what we've talked about. None of these bands 50 years ago ever imagined they'd have to deal with a situation like this. Like you've got band members who are ill, you you know, band members that have have massive heart attacks on stage while playing solos. Parkinson's park yeah exactly none of them ever figured that they they would have to deal with this stuff and still figure out how to continue to tour you know they kind of i think every band was like it'll just be the four of us the five of us for the next five years and then we're done and here you are 50 years later figuring out shit we got a world tour celebrating our 50th anniversary how do you know and fans still want to see us how the hell do we make this happen we're, you know, we're, we're, we got people in the band who are too old to play, too ill to play, or First don't get off, along, or don't get along with each other anymore and can't play. Oh yeah, well, you know, um, if you read KK's book, and and it is a fact, K 
KK and Glenn never got along. Never. You know, they, they, it was always a rivalry there through their whole career. And, uh, you know, and, and it does. The, here's the deal, though. The thing is that everybody's wondering, why don't they just ask KK to come back? Well, there's a simple answer to that. KK badmouthed the manager. So therefore, you know, forget that, man. The manager, uh, her name is Jane Andrews. She runs the show because Glenn, uh, Rob Hoffer wanted to do a project with uh, Jeff Loomis and KK Downing after KK left the first time. And that was nixed by the manager. I mean, they haven't, Rob has no say. Nobody in that band has say. Uh, she, she rules that. And she's, I believe, married to Glenn Tipton. And uh, she rules that, that band. So this is her decision. Well, and, and this is what so many fans don't realize about all these bands that are 40 and 50 years on now and have had multiple people in the band, like the original band members just aren't there anymore from 40 or 50 years ago. It's not as easy as, yeah, just ask them to come back. Do you understand that, again, to your point about Judas Priest or any band that's out there, there can be kiss is a perfect example. There can be a lot of personal bad blood that people just don't want to be around that person again. Hate them. They cringe to think about doing that. Look at Skid Row. Yeah. <laughs> Skid Row has been offered countless millions to do a reunion. And, you know, I sort of admire them for standing their oh, ground yeah, and I saying, I, mean, I can't little... get back on stage with Sebastian. I'm they, just they not going to do it. Yeah, they play little tiny venues and they know they don't have to. They just make that phone call, but he's just too hard to deal with. And I, re I recently found out that uh, Snake, uh, the guitar player, suffers um, some kind of mental thing. And, you know, if you have a mental problem, the last person to be around is Sebastian Bach. Yeah. This guy is just too crazy, man. Yeah, too, too, in too intense. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I think a lot of fans just roll their eyes when they go, well, it's like a marriage when you get divorced or you break up with your girlfriend, you don't go back to them, do you? And fans are for the most part are like, yeah, hey, yeah. Okay. That's just an example, but it's not an example for these bands that, you know, are still here 50 years later. They're not the same people they were when they first started the band. And that was one for all and all for one. And we're going to, become rock stars and millionaires you know you break up with your girlfriend or get divorced the last thing you want to do is just hey let's go get back together with them why would you do that i mean anybody who's listening or watching you've got exes in your life would you get back together with your ex just because the rest of your family wants you to no but you're still friends with them you can still be friends with them Sometimes yes, sometimes no. You know, I mean, this is a business. Sometimes you put, you know, you you have to just tolerate each other and be friends. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. Lisa, Lisa, there are so many bands out there that hate each other. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Sure. It's it's they a business. You know, it's you know, Tommy Lee and Nikki Six definitely wish their solo careers would take off so they don't have to do Molly Crane. Oh, the whole I think the whole band. All four of them hate each other. Well, yeah, but Vince Neil is Motley Crue. That guy loves Motley Crue music. The other three, not so much. You know, you can tell Vince loves it. You know, Vince, Vince, Vince has pretty much got nothing but Motley Crue. Yeah, but but he loves that music. You can tell. You know. Yeah. Uh, but the other the other three do it for a paycheck. You know, they really do. 
but but you know at some point some of these bands are like yeah it's a business and we could bite our tongues and get back together but you know kiss is an example they they could bite their tongues and bring ace back in the band but why but they I don't they don't need thing, they, they don't you know some of these bands are at a point where it's like you know what it's not worth whatever money's going to be made i i'm quite comfortable right now i'm living the life i want right now do i want to add some stress to this because i'm going to bring an ex member back in because the fans want it and at the end of the day it's only going to sell a few hundred more tickets per show. Yeah, Is it yeah, worth that, it? That's my point, fans. Now, you're talking about people online that are like hardcores that I've said this a million times, uh, and I'm a hardcore. Us hardcores don't matter in the overall thing because yep. us hardcores don't fill those seats. You know who fills those seats? Casuals. Yep. People that people that want, want to go see Kiss to hear rock and roll all night you know, see a bunch of pyro and some makeup in a yeah, show. And, and just the songs they, they know. And they only know one song because you know, they hear so much about it. That's all they care about. Exactly. If Kiss was go, would go up there and play now on the farewell tour, they would play, let's say, Lover All I Can. That's bathroom breaks for most of the people there, except yeah. the hardcores. Yeah. So, you know, and I've seen people, oh, you know, Nikki Six is telling Vince Neil. You know, if he don't shape up to bring him back, John Karabi, and all the fans were like, yeah, bring back John Karabi. Look, I love John Karabi and Motley Crue. My favorite Motley Crue album is with John Karabi. But the fact of the matter is, it's not going to fill seats. No. no. I would love to see it. No. Nope. Nope. But, doesn't, and it doesn't matter. Any, you could bitch all you want that, that, that Vince Neil sings every other word and looks out of shape and whatever you want. doesn't matter. People are still going to see him in motley crew you're a hundred percent right ralph you know what the diehards want the diehards sitting here going judas priest can't do a show with one guitarist guess what push comes to shove they're gonna do it too they're gonna do a tour and people <laughs> are gonna still go to a judas priest show most people there want to hear breaking the law not yep. a deep track you know not not like me turbo you know? lover yeah, well, Turbo Lover is is uh, it, it, it is a showstopper. But most not. most Priest fans want to hear the Turbo album played in its entirety. No, that's 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 you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear Kiss and Judas Priest tour together and play Crazy Nights and Turbo in its entirety. You're just like those fans online, man. Nobody will go. <laughs> yeah. And 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 you know what? To make it even better throw in lizzie borden playing visual lies as the opener oh that that album rules that album great freaking smokes oh yeah. i haven't heard that one of i'm not yeah you 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 put visual lies turbo and crazy nights together and it's like there there's a common thread amongst all of them and it's like perfect match get molly crew in and do generation swine ah fuck the crew <laughs> Seriously, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know. I knew all along that the stupid contract was a bullshit marketing ploy, yeah. but it, 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 I don't know. I think I did. I sent, I sent you that, that Facebook comment that Motley Crue made to a, a girl. Yes. Yes, you did. You yes. did. It to me too. You know, she's like, I spent all sorts of money to go to your very final show. Fuck you, basically. And Motley Crue said, well, then don't go to any of our new shows and you're just fine. That's still the last show for you. 
It's like, it's not, but it's not the last show you promised. Fuck you, Motley. I mean, that's bullshit. I mean, literally, and I know fans who flew from around the world to go to that very last show, spent a lot of money because you promised it was going to be your last show. You guys sat there and swore. Mick said, if we ever do this again, I will buy your tickets. Yeah. You know. Say what you want about any band that goes back on their farewell tour. None of them threw out a contract saying they weren't going to do it no more. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They went then, the extra then, mile. Then, then acted like afterwards, oh, the contract, who cares? Screw you if you believed it. It's like, no, that's bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Yeah, that was a low thing they did. Fans, schmans, we need money. We need to keep the, the hot tub warm, you know? Well, you know, none of these bands have shit without their fans. That's it. Whether it's the diehard or even the casuals, none of them have any sort of a career without their fans. Yep. They went back on it because the, the dirt was a huge, huge. Because there's money being thrown at them. There was, you know, fucking stadium tour being thrown at them, hundreds of millions of dollars. It's like, yeah, I don't think that tours. My personal thing, I don't think that tour is happening. Really? They keep saying it is. Yeah. They say next year. Next see, year. Next year. The, the, the dirt movie thing. It's kind of like already faded out. Oh, it's way faded out. And 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 the whole point is you've got Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Poison. and Joan Jett. Yeah. So you've got four bands that you've got to coordinate their summer tour schedules a year from now to make sure they don't commit to anything else. That's not easy to do because you're giving up other business all of those bands could be touring somewhere else with somebody else. And you're saying, well, don't book any other tours because this is going to happen. It's now two years that it hasn't happened. Please. Please. Yep. Contract. I, but you know what, Michael? I believed it. <laughs> like you. I thought, oh, well, you know. Uh, because you know, honestly, I don't think they like Motley Crue music except for Vince Neil. And I felt like, look, we're gonna get all this money, let's go out there and do a farewell tour and uh, you know, and live off that, you know. And then, um, you know, Nikki Six thought 6 a.m. was gonna be big, Tommy Lee probably thought his solo career would be big, and uh, they thought they were gonna live off that for the rest of their lives. And then when the dirt came and they threw more money they'd never seen before, oh, yeah, fuck the contract, let's do this. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that, you know, that's why when I see any band do a public press conference and make claims, it's like you take everything that's said with a grain of salt because it'll change tomorrow if there's enough dead presidents put in front of somebody. Yeah. Yep. And that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, back to priest. Yeah, maybe they're saving money, but maybe they'll also get wind that it's like, you know what? Ticket sales are a little soft now. All right. Well, maybe we got to go invest some money in somebody else. But, you know, let's go get a Judas Priest tribute guitar player. Or George Lynch. I mean, George Lynch would be great. Well, he'd be great. But, you know, for what they need is, is, is do they need a name like George Lynch who's going to come with a price tag? I think Mike froze. Hello. Okay, I hear you. Froze you froze for a minute. Ah, okay. Uh, you know, 
George Lynch comes with a price tag. Yeah. Do they, do they need that when honestly they could go get some kid from a Judas Priest tribute band who can play everything exactly like Priest and will be a lot cheaper? You know, my point is, look, Judas Priest is known a lot for the dual guitars, Glenn and KK. They haven't been there in years and they're still playing. Okay, it's not arenas, but they're still, I mean, I saw them at the at the Hard Rock Casino, which is like well, 5,000 people. And it filled it. It was pretty full. You know, I mean, it's not an arena, but still the brand is what sells. Yes. Not that KK and Glenn's not there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the name, you know, I mean, if you want to get technical, there's only one original member in Judas Priest, and that's the bass player. Rob Hofford joined the band in 74 for the first album. 74 to now is not 50 years. And they're going on a 50-year anniversary, which goes back to 69, really, technically, when they started this 50-year thing. And uh, there was uh, only the bass player and K.K. Downing were the only members. You know, so technically, if you want to go 50 years, you got to go with the first album when Hofford joined, you know? So that's kind of false advertising. Then again, they're another one of the endless bands that had a farewell tour back in 2010. The Epitaph tour was the Judas Priest farewell tour. They went back on. Just like the Scorpions. The Scorpions, same year. And and, and Ozzy. Ozzy And and Kiss. You know, they, you know, it's, it's, it's funny a lot of those other those farewell tours that turned out not to be the farewell tour were just sort of like, oh, well, at least Kiss came up with a creative excuse. Well, it was a farewell to the original four, and we've never played with the original four again. It's like, okay, it's an excuse, but at least it's an original reason. Yeah, but they it, should have said it during it, you know? No, but Kiss said, but come on, the truth is there was a car washer that told Paul, hey, get back together, and that's why they did it. That's I, Paul's excuse. I, I, you know, my 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 absolute just personal opinion was I think when they started that tour and announced it, it was intended to be the end. I think especially Paul was tired and fed up with the other two guys, Peter and Ace. And it's like, all right, I can't do another tour with these two guys, especially Peter more so than Ace. Ace has got his bad moments, but then he comes around and, you know, he is, his playing is something unique, very unique. So I think going into it, it was all intended to be that way. But I think at some point during that tour, Paul was like, fuck this. Why should I give up what I love doing? Because these other guys make me miserable. I'm just going to get rid of what makes me miserable, become happy and continue doing what I love. And, and, and I, I think that's what ended up happening. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, there, there isn't, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. Everybody's got their farewell tour. Some of them like Motley Crue just say, fuck you. It was a lie from the beginning. Scorpions were like, I don't know. What did Scorpions say? We just realized we don't want to retire. Uh, they said something, but it was in German. So we didn't understand. It was in German. So we didn't know. <laughs> uh i don't know i don't know what what their excuse was but i believe that one too i went to it to see the score for one last time and uh hey i don't know if you guys saw this um martin popoff on facebook today wrote that he just reviewed the new scorpions album for goldmine 
And he's, I'm, he goes, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. It's the best Scorpion since the Blackout album. You know, I kind of believe it because that first single, it was the best thing I've heard him do since like the early 80s. I was and, like, oh. and, I, and, I, and Martin is somebody I trust. Uh, not me, but I love Martin. I love Martin Popoff because he's so whacked out on what he likes. And that's what I, you see, that's the difference between me and a lot of people out there. I love when people love stuff I hate and vice versa. Right, like so Crazy like Nights. Get, yeah, I like to get the perspective. I'm still not going to agree that Crazy Nights is good, but to hear your point of view of Crazy Nights and other people, it's fascinating to me how anybody can like such garbage. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I respect it. You know, I respect it. Yeah, I don't, so nah, hey, listen, I don't, I don't talk about Black Sabbath that way. But if you do and you badmouth Black Sabbath, I don't care. I'm going to go and put on some Black Sabbath and love it either way. I don't know. I, I can never get the concept of people that get upset over something you like and they don't. It, it's I know. So yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Just, it's just so odd. It's like, okay, uh, you like it and I don't. Go enjoy. Let's move on. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I think. It's not, it's not changing my life one bit. It's not. It, it just boggles my mind how people are like, you're stupid. You don't like this album or you like it and this and that. And it's like, oh, uh, one guy wrote the other day. I'm like, I, I get him daily. Oh, I thought you quit drinking because I like some album. I forgot what album it was. I thought you quit drinking. It was like, um, I don't drink anymore for health purposes. I never was like a bad. I was a social drinker at one point. Right. Um, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't drinking every day and, you know, I had to stop drinking. I can't drink anymore. And people, you know, one guy accused me of you're lying. You have to be drunk because you like this album. Because you don't agree with me. Because that, that one person knows what's best for everybody else on this planet when it comes to music. Yeah. It's like, you know, what, what, what's the most popular most heralded band in the history of music, the Beatles. I know many people that hate the Beatles. There's no band out there that's immune to, you know, uh, criticism. You know what I mean? If you see people hate on the Beatles, then every band's got haters, you know? And yep. my, my point is, is man, like what you like. And when I talk about something you like in a negative way, screw what I think. Go enjoy it. It's just my opinion. I'm just this guy that I'm not going to sit down and listen to crazy nights. I'm just not. You know? I know. I, I remember telling somebody who was getting all up on me about liking crazy nights. I'm like, jokingly, I'm like, God, you know what? Now, 30, what, five years later, you finally opened my eyes with your argument. <laughs> I've decided I hate this album. Right. I'm like, does that ever happen? Does anybody sit here and go, boy, that one comment on Facebook really opened me up to the truth. Everything that I loved for the last 30 years in my life was a lie. And you know, you know what, Michael, when that guy pressed enter to say that to you, he was like, ah, oh, I got him. No, I got him. I got him. He can't, he, he can't dispute my facts about what's good and bad. And I'm like, exactly. And, and it's just like when you, when you talk to me that way, I'm like, no, dude, I, I'm never going to like Bang Bang You. Get the hell out of here with that. You know? <laughs> Crazy Nights album tour in its entirety. That's what we've got to do. Is that, What would you put it, Michael, uh, uh, in your top five 
Oh, easily. Easily. Top, top three? You know, and, 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 as, I, as, crazy as, as I tell people, my top five, and I think everybody can agree with this, anybody's top five sort of has the same, they always have the same albums in their top five Kiss albums, but it might change in order given your mood and what you're feeling. Um, so my top five will always consist of uh, Alive 2, Destroyer, um, Crazy Nights, Revenge, and what was my favorite? Rock and Roll Over. Rock huh? and Roll Over. There you go. Those are always pretty much Rock and Roll Over will always be number one, just because it it's it's the album that cemented Kiss for me. But after that, hey, if I'm in a mood for live music, Kiss Alive Two is my number two. But you know, if I'm in the mood for something different. Crazy Nights could be my number two album. Could be my number three album. It'll always be in my top five. Rotation changes. Rotation changes based on where your head is at on a given day. Uh, when you were talking earlier, how you don't play albums anymore because you're because you don't have like a stereo to play albums. I'll play albums on on Spotify all the time. No, but when you had a stereo, yeah, when you had a stereo, isn't it true that it broke when you did play Crazy Nights on it? Oh God, no. Oh, I it think got it, so much more energy. It came oh, to I, life. The speakers, I think it were, got sick. the speakers were smiling at me. I think your I think your your stereo got the COVID when you played Crazy <laughs> I sure showed Michael Branville now. See, now you don't have to like Crazy Nights anymore because I showed you. And you, you know, and I always drive people nuts when I'm like best kiss live album. It's alive too, hands down, without question. It will always beat alive. But people never quite grasp the fact when I say, but that's because of my timeline in history. I became a fan in 76. Kiss Alive didn't exist to me at that point. I didn't even know it existed. As Mark I, says, it's all about timeline. I got rock and roll over. Then I think I got destroyer. Then I got alive too. It was like that this is what kiss sounds like live holy crap i love it doesn't mean kiss alive sucks at all it doesn't you know i, I tell everyone I'm like kiss alive is an incredibly important album because none of these albums that i love by kiss would exist without kiss alive it's a monumental very influential album not just in history but in rock and roll i give it full credit i just wasn't a kiss fan when that came out which going back to the Beatles, people are like, what's your favorite Beatles album? I don't have a favorite Beatles album. I don't listen to the Beatles. Doesn't mean I hate the Beatles. When I got into music, the Beatles were done, were over. I was listening to AOR rock stations that didn't play the Beatles. So the Beatles made no influence on me. And I didn't have an older brother older sibling to hand down music to me and influence it. You know, I discovered music on my own. I mean, I, I posted, somebody posted a question on Facebook today. It's like, what was the first album you ever bought with your own money? It's like my first album was the love and spoonful. Why? Because I was just discovering music and I had no idea what I liked. So I bought it for a quarter at a garage sale because the cover looked cool. 
I'm not a love and spoonful fan, but that's, you know, that's how I had to discover music. So it, 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 yeah, it is. It's funny when people get on your case about what you like and don't like, it's like, I'm not saying the other stuff isn't great. It's just not great to me because it had no, it had no place in my history growing up. Yeah. That's what I say. Just cause I don't think it's good. Doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not for me. Yeah. You know? Because anything. You said I like Pretty Boy Floyd, for God's sakes. Exactly. Well, that does that does suck, Lisa. Let's be yeah. honest. I don't know nothing about Pretty Boy. That 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 that's a yeah. wannabe 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 poison band. I still like it. Yeah. <laughs> it does something for her. It does something for her. you know whatever. Like it. It's legitimate. If there's a band out there that you know somebody likes, look, I'm not a fan of YouTube. But they fill stadiums. Obviously, I'm the one that's missing out. Somebody gets it. A lot of people get it. Stadiums, and I, I, I don't get you too. But I'm not. What's wrong with you for liking you too? You know, I'm just like, I don't like you too. I just don't like. I never got into them, and I lose because they bring a lot of joy to people. Too bad I can't get the joy from you too. You know that I that I get from, let's say, um, bashing Floyd. That makes me happy. But again, people, it's what everybody likes, and I think that exactly. yeah, but makes people, everybody individuals. Who cares? Yeah, but every but many people care. Lisa, oh God, they care. They look very, It's very sad. I mean, I get a lot of shit, but when when Michael comes and starts like goofing on me on Facebook, man, the people pile on, and they always throw that crazy nights thing at them. You know, they always I know. <laughs> they just can't get. They just they just don't get it. But they also don't they they also don't understand is what Ralph and Mike are doing real or are they faking this? They don't quite understand what's going on between them. That what makes it that's what makes it even more awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, people people also like, I don't know what to do here because this guy's getting along with Branvold and I like I don't know. Should I hate Ralph now? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And, And I'm hoping they would. That'd be a great excuse for, you know. I'm tired of, you know, you know, my, my Facebook is too full. It's got and, the and, limit. It's got the limit now. I can't get new friends now. You know? And, and, and it's funny because you'll, you'll, you'll come on here. Or I'll, I'll do a show with you and they'll see, we get along great, but they're just like, but I don't understand this. Don't uh, they hate I, each other? Don't they hate each other? How can Ralph be on three sides of the coin? He hates Branvold. Yeah. He's supposed to. So now, yeah. now they're even more confused. Yeah, they yeah. don't know what the hell to do now. The, the little gerbil in their brain is like tripping over himself as he's running in the wheel. Did you? Hey, did you guys know that? So, in one of the last episodes I was on, I was giving Todd Kern shit because he never accepted my friend request for like two years. He finally accepted it. So, oh, he stepped up. Well, I think that because I said, oh my goodness, him. I said you did some because he had a thousand. I said, did you get rid of that? So somebody you cut. He's like, no. Some people just voluntarily left. I'm like, oh. For a minute, I felt all special, you know, <laughs> and then I didn't feel special anymore. <laughs> well, let's be honest. He and Bruce did sing happy birthday to you. Oh, I know. Was, I love that. That was the coolest thing. I ever. mean, honestly, how many fans get, you know, a couple rock stars singing happy birthday to him? And you too, Michael. You well, yeah, we slaughtered it. But, you know, hey, you got Bruce Kulick and Todd Kern singing happy birthday to you. I, I was impressed. My best friend. In New York, Carlos Guti's married to Linda Guti, who was Bruce Kulick's childhood sweetheart. No way. 
Yeah, and you ever uh, mention it to him? Oh no, no, yeah. We we she took me backstage at a Grand Funk show. We all hung out together, and he was so cool. He gave me that's when that audio dog came out. He gave me the CD, and then he was showing me all these little things, like you know, because you know I'm Lisa's friend, and uh, I mean I'm sorry, not Lisa, Linda. And um, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say you don't get anything with with my special friend. So you know what I mean, that's not gonna get you far. Just saying. But um, yeah, I learned that the hard way, Lisa. Well, I was trying to get far with you when I was straight. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, see, we see how that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lisa, did your rejection of Ralph turn him? I guess yeah. so. Yeah, guess she so. turned me gay. Wow. I can't, I, that's it. No more getting turned down by girls. Because let me tell you something. Guys don't turn me down. No guys turn me down. Bunch of horny bastards we are. <laughs> Mark but, has never said no, huh? Huh? Mark has never said no to you. He's a guy. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> There's, there's the oh my god tommy is just missing an incredible episode for his side comments <laughs> but yeah you know i heard stories she would tell me like in elevators uh michael uh um, bolton uh would sing to her and they, they were very close they were really close knit things she went out with bruce kulik for many years they were childhood sweethearts oh that's so sweet yeah, they're still friends, you know, still great friends. But I'll, I'll tell you the funniest thing, you know, because she's kind of well endowed. And we're hanging out backstage. And I like how you down. said that. That was very, like, that was very nice. Well, he like looks that. down and he's like, ooh. And then Carl's my friend who's married to her. He's like, easy, buddy. <laughs> 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 that was a great moment. But yeah, Bruce Kulik's a real classy dude. He's awesome. He truly is. Always has been. Always really, has been. He's nice. And he was like, took me aside, like, you know, because... You know, she told him he's a kids fan, and oh, bring him! I want to meet him. You know, and he couldn't have been nicer. So, uh, shout out to Linda Guti. Yeah, Bruce's. Uh, it's a good uh, thing Bruce didn't know what you thought of Crazy Nights. Yeah. Oh no! He forget kicked, it. Now. He would have kicked you out. Yeah. <laughs> good thing he didn't ask, because I'd probably have to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Asylum. Vinny or Vinny Bruce, you're no Vinny Vincent. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why'd you copy his solo on Unholy, Bruce? He would have with you, BK. He wouldn't like that shit. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? It's been over an hour and a half. It wasn't that much of a train wreck. Just you know, kind of like a car. It was wreck. fun. Yeah, it was fun. We always we some, have fun when we we're had on. some good discussions here. Does and that you know what? Fired. Well, I was just gonna say when we're done here, I will sit down and meet with the board. And we will discuss your eligibility to maybe come back. Wait, wait. Does that mean you're going to be part of the board? Uh, I'm the I am the head of the board. Oh, I'm screwed. And the other three are on the board with me. All right. I might as well get my pink slip now. <laughs> hey, man. That, was... that, that is unless Izzy can step up to the plate at the last minute here and make something more enticing for us Dang that, that ain't gonna happen because the about most enticing thing he's got is pasta from 7-eleven <laughs> you know you know he uh, he he when we when they had a at the rock and pod they had a separate event it was a comedy show and he was the MC. the first thing is he says when he comes out on stage he's like yeah i hear you booing me dr fuck i didn't say a word i'm just sitting there i hear you booing me dr fuck 
<laughs> and uh, every every comedian that came on after Izzy, he was part of a punchline. Well, <laughs> I mean, everybody was goofing on Izzy all night, except for me. You know, I got along fine with Izzy. Is, I, I Izzy, Izzy is like fine. That. Izzy yeah, is like that. Guy. He's good for goofing on. Yeah, but I got along. We great. love him. We love Izzy. We Izzy's a, a good together. guy. Yeah, we took a picture together, and I was just telling him, dude. You know, I don't hate you or anything. Cause I know it's all a play. It's like, it's just so you know, you know, it's Bramble's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so that poll <laughs> that drove him nuts. It Man, did. Went a whole oh, that, hour. oh, I forgot about the poll. Oh my he, God. Oh, he went a whole hour. Like who the hell is Dr. Fuck? Why is he winning? And during his podcast, it went up like another 10%. <laughs> 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 oh, and he was trying everything in his power to get people to vote. And I just sat back. I didn't ask anybody to vote. And I still slaughtered him. Poor Izzy. Oh, yeah. Izzy. That's funny. Iz Izzy's great. We Again, we love Izzy. Yeah. There's no use for him. <laughs> well, I, I like to be on a show with Izzy, but I like to be on any show because I'm, I'm desperate to get on three sides because I hate integrity. I, hey, so do we. That's why we had you on. <laughs> all right man. we have no integrity on this show we will sell ourselves out <laughs> every week we get a check from gene and paul right oh, that's true i know yep that. every week <laughs> yep i still find it funny that there are some people who legitimately believe that believe that oh yeah and i spread it too for you i i, I, I think it's great they're like, I saw it posted just recently. You guys never, ever say anything bad about Gene and Paul. And I'm like, did you listen to our roasting of them when we talked about the Destroyer box set? And we still get paid. Because <laughs> you block them from listening. That's why. We oh, God. That, 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 that's why it's so fun. Because they're going to sit here and they're going to go, I don't know. Is Branville telling the truth? Do they really get paid or not? And you know, really we friends with Ralph or not? Do we pay these people? <laughs> oh, I got so much shit for being on the first one. The first three sides. I know. Because I was, I remember I jumped into your YouTube channel and I was firing them up in the comments. People were calling me a sellout. I was like, I'm going on a show with less ratings than mine and I'm a sellout. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> oh that, that 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 was what set this whole thing in motion is once i jumped on your youtube channel and commenting to the fans who were commenting about you coming on here it was just like wait a second we're gonna attack Brandvold over here and then there were some of them that were so bad at attacking me that you blocked them and then they're like what's going on <laughs> you know it's a beautiful thing it. The beautiful thing about YouTube now is you don't have to block anybody. You can hide them. I know. I don't know if you're aware of this, though. Yep. When you hide somebody on your channel, they can still comment. Yep. But they're the only people that can see it. See nobody it. else can. So they still think they're part of the... They're, they're, they still think they're just firing everything up. It's like, now go ahead. Keep wasting your yeah. life. Nobody sees their comments. You suck. Did you hear me? I said you suck. You know, you, you press hide. They can still see your stuff. They can still comment. But nobody, I mean, nobody anywhere can see that comment, but that person. Yep. That's a brilliant thing YouTube did. I know. Oh, I use, I, I use that hide, hide this user all the time. I'm just like, I let them comment two or three times. 
so they feel like they're getting into it and then i'm like hide and then i just walk away it's just like yeah. okay keep going you know what i've seen several people say about you which i think is hilarious oh that asshole blocked me because i owned him and i'm thinking to myself the reason he blocked you because i'm sure you said something shitty to him for him to block you wait I'm, say that again they they blocked michael blocked said, him because of why yeah, he said Michael blocked me because I owned him. Like he, that's what I thought you said. Okay. Yeah, like he owned you on some argument where I'm sure you blocked him because he was being a prick. And 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 blocking or getting owned is us. You do the same thing as you just talked about, Ralph. Hitting the hide comments, we just walk away and let you keep doing your shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, awesome. so so who won at the end of the day here? the guy who just hid you and walks away smiling or the person who's spending the next two hours leaving comments that nobody sees. Yes, yeah, continues to do it over and I over think over we over. owned you. Oh, yeah. You know, you come to my lair, what do you expect, you know? Exactly. You know, you're out. You come to me, I don't go to you. You know, that's what I love about people. My favorite is, hey, man, you know, when, when people get in a fight with me, they go, hey, man, I bought your record. And I'm like, well, see if that record can fit up your ass. I don't care. Just because you bought my record means you can attack me. That's awesome. See if that record can fit up actually, your I ass. You, I said, see if it, well, actually, I said, see if it can fit up your ass sideways is how I said it. But it's amazing. I bought your record. Therefore, I can attack you. I'm allowed. Unbelievable. Oh, God. I've gotten that it. more than a few times. I love, I love fans and haters unbelievable they make life so exciting <laughs> yep that is true man what um you... all right let's let's wrap up this not so bad train wreck yeah, we gotta come up bad. we gotta come up with a couple homework questions i would think one question for people to answer is what do you think of, of priest as a four-piece band is it gonna happen and uh let's see. will show up yeah, will he show up or what sort of train work will happen at that event that's Vinny related? And what do you think about the off the soundboard coming from basically the Rock the Nation DVD? And what would you want to see released on off the soundboard in the future? Yeah. yeah. Something that something that, that there's a legitimate chance actually exists. I know some fans will come up with some off the wall thing and you're like, there's no way in hell that, you know, it doesn't exist. The Elder Show when they played yeah. uh, when they played the festival of Donington with the Elder. That that never happened. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's good. What 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 do you think of off the soundboard? What shows do you want? Uh, what do you think is going to happen at the Creatures Fest? What about uh, Judas Priest as a four piece band? And how right is Branvold about loving Crazy Nights? That's right. He's right. I mean, I think he's 100% right to him. Don't ask my opinion. Here, on here's an even better question. How many of you would go to a tour of Lizzie Borden, Judas Priest, and Kiss playing Visual Lies, Turbo, and Crazy Nights in their entirety? As long as Priest, as long as Kiss headlines, so I can leave after Priest. <laughs> oh my God. Doesn't matter. Gene will be like, that's fine. I still got your money. Still got your money. That's I, I owned you, Ralph. <laughs> I got your money. You're hey, welcome I, to I, leave. 
And a big shout out to Cannes. No longer E1. What's the name of it now? These companies. Oh, Monarch. Monarch. Shout out to Ken from Monarch. He's awesome. He is. Somebody got you hooked up with him. Yes, you, my friend, and Tony Martin. Tony, did I hook you up with Tony Martin's interview? Big time, man. That took off, up, didn't it? You got a lot of attention there. off of that. Yeah, it got everywhere. A lot of news outlets, blabbermouth, and. I will send you my bill for the Tony <laughs> Martin interview. <laughs> right, Ali. Gene and Paul pay for it. Exactly. I'll expense, but, you know, uh, I'll expense it. Yeah, it was awesome, man. It, it got on all. And I got to give a shout out to Loudwire, who picked up the story saying that Black Sabbath tried to oust Ronnie James Dio. He said nothing of the sort. So that was total clickbait. So yep. Loudwire should be called Loud Liar. That's what you'd expect from Blabbermouth. Yeah, no, yeah. Blabbermouth was pretty. Uh, they didn't say they didn't say nothing inaccurate. Actually, they were the first ones to pick it up. So anybody yeah. after that had to one up Blabbermouth to get right. more attention. So that one is like Black Sabbath tried to fire Dio. It's like he never said anything even remotely like that. It was weird. Anyway, Tony Martin album comes out on January. I think fourteenth. Fourteenth. It. It'll be out by the time you're listening to this. So get it. Oh, man. I highly recommend it. Every single song is a winner. It's just an amazing, amazing album. And uh, yeah, I pre-ordered it. So I should be getting it this weekend. The, uh, the I didn't get it off Kiss Online. <laughs> you, good thing you didn't. <laughs> Ordered it from Kiss Online. You'd get it two months later. Exactly. All right. Uh, that's it. If you are watching us on YouTube, thank you. Hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. That's it. No, I don't no, know. no, that's, that's, not not it. that's, that's, that's not it. That's not it. No. What? Almost Human YouTube channel, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. All right, we'll let Ralph plug himself. Yeah, let him plug a little. My little plug there. Just go, go on the Almost Human page and. Uh, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast on uh, on every podcast outlet there is. And uh, fi final homework question: Do Ralph and Branville love each other or hate each other? Do you really? Can you figure it out? They have a bromance. Well, all I know is when we meet, we're gonna love each other a long time. <laughs> oh my! Gonna make Mark jealous? <laughs> <laughs> or is Mark gonna join us? Oh my oh, god! <laughs> I want Lisa there to film it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to have Ralph come up and be a special guest at the Three Sides of the Coin Kiss Expo that we're talking about. When are we going to do it? Oh, wow. I don't know. Well, I don't we know. need a meetup, don't we? Well, it's kind of an enhanced meetup. A More than just sitting in a bar it. drinking, but maybe getting some special guests. A perfect place to do it is South Florida, so I won't have to travel. <laughs> Who are you? Some rock star? Yeah. All going to work everything around you. Yeah, why not? Why don't you just have it in Atlanta? That's close enough. Can have it in Lisa's basement. Oh, yes. We can all wear our heated vests and freeze to death. You know, I have one, two, three. I have three floor heaters and a heated vest. God, and I have my windows open. It's beautiful. That's how cold I am. Put on those fur lined panties. Maybe I have those on too. You don't know. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> I think I'm turning straight again. <laughs> Lisa, you should be used to the cold. You're in Ralph's freezer. freezer. That's, oh, that's right. 
Yeah, I, I kind of ruined it when I asked her, when I said I wanted to decapitate decapitator had my freezer was that, a, was that one of those moments where you're like maybe i went too far yeah i was like man <laughs> i gotta learn how to, i gotta learn how to wrap to chicks that's not a good line yeah. <laughs> that's not a good pickup line and no one went oh my god i have to go out with ralph because he wants to cut my head off <laughs> <laughs> no guys ever said that before yeah i was hoping hey man that's an icebreaker i, I just came on to you with something nobody's ever told you no no one's ever said that yeah. i have to say no yeah. i thought I thought, you, I thought you were like that but little did i know you liked your life yeah you like your I like head having my head on my body yeah you know? I, I, little did i know you weren't enticed by death <laughs> <laughs> she is enticed by pasta from 7-eleven is he <laughs> uh, we had pizza at the rainbow Treated you well, our, didn't he? Yeah, we had pizza at the Rainbow, and then in like the best seat in the whole house. He has pool there. He's the mayor. <laughs> Is that what he says? <laughs> we still all right. We're done. That's it, guys. Smack him a gob. Train train wreck. Smack him a gob dot com. Remember that train wreck? Oh yeah, I still own it, by the way. Do you? Yeah. It's not going to three sides anymore. Uh, it probably is. I don't know how to work. <laughs> what is it? What's, what was it called? Macromagog. Macromagog. That's Macromagog. That's my little catchphrase. That that's oh, okay. Ralph's catchphrase. And a couple of years ago, he said it was his catchphrase. So I went out and bought schmackamagob.com and then redirected it to three sides of the coin. What a troll! <laughs> and, and and I think I remember that. I think I remember yeah. that. And unlike everybody, unlike the whole planet, when he did it to me, I laughed and thought, that's awesome. Everybody I ended up giving it to Ralph. Everybody else would have been pissed. I was like, that's awesome. What a what a sneaky fuck this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> it, for, for, for a couple of weeks, every time he'd, he'd say schmackamagob on, on Facebook, I'd go in and comment with schmackamagob.com. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> sneaky. And then someone would click it. Click it and it goes to three sides. I love that, man. I don't get trolled on enough, man. It was cool. That's that's having fun, people. It's that's brilliant. Fun. It is I brilliant. Love. All right, that's it. We're out of here. We'll see everybody next week. And I want your head in my freezer now, Michael. Bye. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.